G'day legends and welcome to this episode of the Hey Big Mac podcast. We thank you for watching, listening, subscribing and viewing wherever you are getting these episodes. We hope everyone is having a crack a day while you're about to start listening to this episode. A couple of mentions from our sponsors, got to keep the lights running. Alrighty guys, we have a word from LJ Fab. Really thank him for being a massive sponsor of the podcast. If you are looking for a custom tray, canopy, dog box, under tray toolboxes, guards, anything like that for your 4x4, he does a lot. Uh, he's based in Chinchilla. He ships Australia-wide. Guys, he's been a massive supporter of the podcast, and we're a massive supporter of him. Go check him out over at LJ Fab. He is an absolute legend over there, family-run business. We can't thank him enough. Legends, we have a new sponsor on the podcast. It is My 4x4. Now, this is like a resume for your own four-wheel drive, rig, car, whatever it may be. You can keep a complete list of everything that's on your car, answer every question someone has about your car in one place. You add your parts, photos, record events, trips, time in the shed, everything. You create your own short URL to link to your build in your social bio. You can research what parts and mods other people with the same car are using and ask them any questions you have. Guys, I think this is a fabulous way to extend what people are doing in the industry and avoid those little nasty questions that everyone's always asking, what lift and tires are you running? This is an awesome thing I'm happy to be supporting this year on the podcast. So go check them out on my 4x4. You'll see the links in our social bios. We also have a word from Froth and Race Parts. Guys, Froth and Race Parts, it's myself and Andre. If you want to check out some off-road race parts for your rig, go check it out on the socials, Froth and Race Parts. And last but not least, guys, if you're not following on Spotify, subscribing on YouTube, please check it out. Um, Spotify, you just search up the Hey Big Mac podcast. Uh, anywhere else you're listening, it'll be the exact same name. On YouTube, guys, we have the Hey Big Mac podcast and Froth Bros Media. Please go over, give them a subscribe, you know, enjoy the content. The opportunity here, if you want to advertise your business or brand, reach out to the email heybigmacpodcast at yahoo.com. Uh, that's where you can inquire about any of the sponsorship advertising on these episodes. Thank you, guys. We appreciate your support. Let's hear today's episode. Shake and bake. G'day legends and welcome back to the podcast. Before we kick off, we're just going to have a word from our sponsors. First up, we have LJ Fab, based out of Chinchilla. He's doing custom ute tray and canopies, shipping Australia-wide. If you're looking for your next steel or aluminium custom tray for your rig, make sure you get in contact with the team over at LJ Fab. Their work is second to none and can't be beaten. They're now taking orders from June onwards, so get in quick and let them know the Hey Big Mike podcast has sent you. Thank you. Next up, we have Hamptons Media Services. Are you chasing professional videography, photography between Gold Coast and Bundaberg or logo designs like the same you see on any of our accounts? They can bring your profiles back to life with a new professional look. So go check them out and let them know Hey Big Mac Podcast has sent you. Thank you, guys. And let's hear on today's episode. Well, juicy goodness, we have to kick off. You. All right. G'day, guys, and welcome back. So a um, bit going on this week, so we've got a lot to cover. Um, bit of good stuff, bit of bad stuff. So stick with us and we'll get through it. First up, what I want to go through is, um, there's a few different things. We got police talk again. Not happy about that one. TJ's bought a Hilux. Girls in the four-wheel drive, four drive industry getting slammed over everything. Shows, displays, good and bad. People ruining them. We'll go all into that. Talk about our call-ins. That's going to be a big one. We're going to get call-ins sorted for the episode. We want to hear all your different things, so stay tuned for that one. Um, we've got a few little hot topics, and we'll get into them. Um, just today, guys, uh, Andre, he is actually out on the mine site, so we might try and get a call-in from him later on and his thoughts on a few things, but 
uh, he's actually sitting out this episode. He does uh, rostered work. So unfortunately, some weeks we may not be able to have him. And yeah, look, it's it's just the way it's going to be. But he's still definitely a part of the team and he does contribute a lot. So uh, give him a bit of love while he's out on site. Definitely needs it. But yeah, um, pretty much we'll sort of jump straight into it, I guess. Um, so for call-ins, I actually want to... I'm going to head away from the jokes, guys. The the jokes and the roasts and everything like that that people are sending in, I don't want that to be around the, the scene of this podcast. I want to keep our call-ins to basically I want to have you call in with your funny camp story. You've gone out forward driving. You've stuffed up. Something's happened that's a laugh. You, you know, like keep it forward drive industry based. So, you know, like I've got plenty here and I'm sure Yandere's got plenty but we're going to go into them, talk about them. So we want to set it up. I'll, I'll start advertising the email this week. What you can do is you can voice record, send a video on your phone, whatever it might be. Everyone's got a voice recorder app and basically email it through with the file and I can sit here and play them through the soundboard each episode. So we'll probably pick five to ten each episode, go through them and see how we go. So I just want to hear your funny trips, stories, fails, fuck-ups, whatever it might be, and, yeah, have a bit of fun with it that way. Make our own little our own little thing about camping, four-wheel driving, touring, whatever it might be. So I think, I think it's going to be something different to sort of kick it off and change up. But so let us know your thoughts on that anyway because I'm, I'm very keen to do it that way and I'm sure there's a lot of you out there that have some ripper stories to talk and I think I'm slowly starting to sort out merchandise at the moment. Um, got a good crew that we'll probably be working with on that. So the more about that soon once we start kicking it off and getting the website sorted. Um, but for the best call-in of the week out of the four or five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, how many there are, we're going to select one every week and we're going to do try and work on like a hat, a shirt or a sticker pack or something. So the best call-in each week is going to win something. And it's not going to be limited to one one winner overall. Like if, if you're calling it every week with a ripper story, you could win it three weeks in a row. Like I'm not limiting it. If you've got a good yarn, go for it. Send them in. So I'm keen to hear that. All right. Well, look, guys, I mentioned at the very start of the episode, police issues. Now, we're all for promoting really good police activity, respecting the police, all that sort of stuff, and I'm all for it. But holy fuck, it's really pissed me off today because I'm I'm trying to do the best thing and promote it on here and, like, they don't know that. But when you get a fucking message, a text message in your car and you get a fine via text message for a spot that you pulled up for no more than a minute, I bet my bottom dollar I wasn't even pulled up there for a minute. It was a taxi loading zone, yellow line, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and I get a fine for it. Now, the gutless person, the police officer that couldn't have the decency to pull up and talk to me, it fucking gives it a shit name because I see where everyone else is coming from for it. Now, I respect a lot of the police officers. I've had always good run-ins. But when you're getting a fucking text message for a fine that the spineless bastard didn't even want to come up and fucking talk to you, it really shits me. So, look, it's fucking, I hate to damn police like that, but bloody hell, mate. 
If you see where I am, I was pulled up on the side of the road, hazards on, waiting to pick up my bloody brother. I couldn't have been there any longer than a minute. But you have the guts to go and write up a ticket for me and send it through via text message. Like, where the fuck were you to turn around, come up to my window and talk to me like a decent human? I would have understood completely. Yes, I was probably in the wrong. Yes, I did park in a loading zone, taxi zone, yellow line, whatever you want to call it. But fuck, man, come on. Like, pull up, talk to me, see what's going on. Have me hazards lights on. Who knows if there's something else seriously going on? Like, I couldn't imagine if someone else had been stuck there and their, you know, their medical emergency, whatever it might have been, they could have been stopped for a serious reason. I wasn't. But if that had been a serious situation and they're just going around, not even pulling up out of their car or bike, whatever the hell it was, to come and say, like, hey, mate, you can't be parking here. Understandably, look, I'll move, get out of the way, go on with your day. But to get a ticket, it really pissed me off. And that was Mother's Day. Like, so I'm feeling this Monday is today, this gets released. It was on Sunday, Mother's Day, picking up my brother to go have breakfast with mum and dad. Like, Jesus bloody Christ. It's a fucking piss take, I reckon. But yeah, look, I understand if I wasn't in the car, you get a message like that, fine in the mail, fair game. But I was in the car, didn't even leave the car. Like, have the decency to come up and say something. So look, starting off a bit negative, but fucking hell, that really pissed me off this morning. So... Oh, what do you do about it? Like trying to do the right things, especially telling to you guys, like, you know, we, we talked about last week and the week before trying to respect the police force and all that, but how the bloody hell can you go and respect someone when you're getting that shit? Like you didn't even, didn't even know the officer's name. Like, yeah, it, it's just a fucking carry on. But, oh, well, I'm fucking, I'm a bit pissed off with that. And so it's sort of set the tone for the episode and I don't want to be, negative and angry all the time and talking about negative topics but yeah you know like it's just annoying you try and do the right thing and you get stung for it like yeah just stupid there's got to be better things out there to do i know there's a lot more problems out there than to bloody pull someone up for a bloody yellow line parking ticket it's bloody pathetic oh i'm gonna change topics there's a couple of builds this week that got sent in Ah, uh, Shed Life. TJ's gone out and bought a Hilux. I think he's made a bloody brilliant decision there. I did watch the episode myself. Um, mate, fantastic little like platform to work off there. It's I think he, he mentioned in the episode it was a Hilux body extra cab tub on a surf chassis. So it's got like the groundworks to be I don't know, I don't know what he's gonna do with it. It looks like more of a Forby sort of I don't know, play rig, I suppose, but no, it's it's actually looks really sick. So lot more of a project for those boys and I'm keen to see what they do with it because oh everyone's always seen like I think this this same week they've just gone over to Perth to deliver the N80 Hilux to the winner so bloody stoked to see that like they're changing some they're changing the game in the industry like they're setting out a good good vibe for everyone in the industry like I know Max very very positive about support and mental health I know a lot more other people in the industry are doing the same thing as well and it's, it's good to see, like, he had a massive turnout for that that meet on the weekend. So, no, congrats, boys. That was, that was bloody awesome to see. Um, the other builds I've got is following Hilux again. Um, Matt and Blake, um, Outback Bandits, I suppose you could call them, is their sort of business. He does all the um, – little plug for him. 
he does all the um, grills for your cars, that sort of stuff. So they've gone and bought a extra carb N80 Hilux and they've started kitting it out. And Jesus, boys, it's looking good. I'm not much of a Hilux person, but I hope he really actually, I hope he pulls that tub off, puts a tray on it because it'd be a cool sort of build. And he's, he's got some massive plans for that thing. He's had all these other companies jump in and help out. So no, keen to see what you do there, boys. Um, the a mate, a few mates of mine, they're on the very first episode of the show, Matt and Chloe, All Time Adventures. They're actually doing a bit of sneaky build at theirs at the moment. I'm not actually sure if I can say, but I, I do think they put up a teaser on the Instagram, so I might be all right saying this. They've actually gone out and got a new train canopy sorted for their car. So, um, maybe when that's all sorted and done, we, I'm going to work on doing rig rundowns for YouTube. So get some of you guys on, guests, listeners, whoever it is, and do some rig rundowns on the YouTube page of people's cars, their rigs, their four-wheel drives, everything they're doing. So I thought it could be just something to change that up too. But, yeah, Matt and Chloe, they got a new train can be coming. It's looking sick. Some of the teasers I've seen, it's awesome. Um, I've got Sam Young mentioned here again. Now, Sam's a very, like, hot topic. 80 series, nice build. It's looking bloody tidy. But his episode this week was very – a lot of people go into chopping a car, not chopping a car, doing all that sort of stuff. His video this week, he sat down with Matt from Kinsella's Customers and went really through the details and it put a lot of insight into, I suppose, where's, where's your four-wheel drive at and why is it worth chopping and not chopping? And he made a lot of really good examples out of that. Um, he, he sort of went into like – the reason he chopped the naughty naughty forty last time was it was panel damage. It was pretty much fed, and it was the best option really for anyone to go. I think you'd be crazy not to do the same. Pillar damage, all that roof panels. It's all gonna. You're never gonna fix it, so it makes sense. But when he's bought a pretty pristine, clean body eighty series, he does explain it very well that you're very mad to go and chop that up, and you know basically. I mean, he's a king of destroying pretty four-wheel drives and making a beautiful car, I, I suppose, even better. I actually love what he's doing with it. Makes a lot of people mad, but, hey, it's not your build, so who cares? But he, he has a lot of – he's very smart, Sam. I really give it to him. He's, he's doing very good stuff for the, the industry, and oh, congrats to him. I'm actually keen to, you know, catch up with Sam and have a chat with him because he's buddy – he's just different. He doesn't care about anything. He's, um, he doesn't care about your, you know, what you say to him, how he's doing his stuff in the industry. It's, it's basically what you see is what you get and yeah, it's unfiltered and he just runs with it. And, you know, you got to give some people respect when they're doing that. It's yeah, it's not easy because you do get a lot of hate, but Hey, hates views, loves views. It's all the same. And Look, if you're hating on someone for their car, the way they've built it and they're happy building it, like I'm the same. I've, I've got heaps of hate over mine. People go, why do you buy a shitbox $80,000 car? And I go, you know what, mate? Because I love it. That's the only reason. I could go buy a $100,000 nice, I don't know, what's another good brand for drive, like a Mercedes or a Hilux or whatever. And once you do them up, they're going to be about the same price anyway. So, yeah. Let people build their build. Let them run their own race. And if you're complaining about someone's build, what's it fucking matter? So, 
No, it's, yeah. Sometimes people just need to take a step back and go, is it my build? Do I need to be worried about it? Like, what's it matter? So, yeah. Just have, have a second think maybe before you do comment or shame someone's vehicle that they've worked really hard for because, you know, a lot of these guys out here, they're busting their ass day in, day out just to be able to afford to build them, let alone spend the time building them. So, yeah. So this week I put out, I think it might have been Tuesday or Wednesday, a poll. And it was basically what what topic did you want me to talk about most? And surprisingly, with no surprise out there, was the girls in the 4 four by 4 industry. Now, if you, I'm going to start this off bad and try and turn it into good. But if you're one of the sad sacks out there, messaging one of the girls, all the YouTube accounts, Facebooks, Instagram, whatever it might be, TikTok, I don't see it on TikTok because I don't have TikTok. But look, if, if you're built not bought Monique, it was her first episode, I believe, Tuesday. I think Sam put that out. She's I only met her once, but she's keen on it. She wants to do her stuff. And who cares if a girl's wearing what she's going to wear in the street anyway or a night out clubbing. She's got eyelashes on, makeup. She's in it like very respectable clothing. Are you really going to go on there and say, oh, they're fishing for views and likes and all this sort of shit? It's, it's a load of crap. Like these girls are trying to basically bring more girls into the industry and make it acceptable and you dickheads are just shutting it down. You're making it harder for these girls to get out there. Like are you trying to be male dominated? Are you trying to be an alpha over these girls that are bringing out content? Like I, I seen a post from Red Dirt Diary a week ago and they're literally getting shamed on there like fishing for likes and views and all that stuff. Like what happened to the wheeling content and all that. And you're like, mate, are you serious? They put up a video of a suns, I think it was a sunset or sunrise. Correct me girls if I'm wrong, but it was, a. I seen the photo, didn't really think much of it. And later on, I came across the same photo again. The co- first comment that I seen underneath it was like, this is pathetic. I'm trying to set an example for, I think it was his daughter or something, this bloke. And he's like, you girls are, basically out here promoting yourselves and your bodies instead of the four-wheel drive content. I, I can't remember word for word, but it's just pathetic that these girls, and I'm going to list off a few names right now that I think are very respectable that aren't doing explicit content. They're not selling their body for money on other sites, whatever it might be, or only fans or whatever. But you've got like Built on Bolt Monique that's coming to the industry pretty hot this week. You've got Bree and Bridget from Red Dirt Diary. You've got Shano79. She's only on Instagram, but she's starting YouTube soon. You've got Ali Hodge with Explore Life Girls. She's very good out there. Yes, she's she's in bikinis. A lot of these girls are in bikinis and stuff, but they're water sports. They're athletes. They're surfing, foilboarding. I don't know what Ali calls it, but wake surfing, all that. You've got um, Molly Dixon. She's another one that's a girl traveling solo in a Hilux and... You know, these girls are out there having a crack, showing other women that it's possible to go out there and have a go. Like there is so many young girls out there just basically being bought into this industry because of what these girls are promoting. Like it's 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 bloody awesome to see. And I, I I put my hand out to any of these girls that are out there doing it because it's not a tough gig. And I see 
like especially this week, jumping onto the comment sections just to read what was actually getting put out there about them. And there was a lot of positive, but the negative out there was just ridiculous, guys. Like if you're getting online, you know, it is a male-dominated industry, but if you're getting online to shame a girl that's getting into the scene because of what she's wearing or something like that, especially when they're not doing explicit content, like, mate, you'll be the same bloke to sit there and if she's on OnlyFans, you'll call her a slut. But then if she's on a her own account and she's posing like Brie was on a mountain bike and someone said, you're fishing for likes. Like there was nothing wrong with that photo. It was PG rated. There was nothing explicit about it. And it's a joke. So you could sit there and go, oh, you, you're posting explicit photos. You're such a slut. But then at the same time, they're all covered up and you're like, well, get your kid off. Like get naked. Like it's it's really fucking disgusting. Honestly, like it, it does make me sick to see it in part of the industry because some of these blokes that are putting it out there are just as bad, if not worse, than most of the people out there selling themselves for explicit content and it's disgusting. I don't like it. But to those girls, special shout out to Monique. Like she's jumped on the channel. She's going to do awesome things with Sam. I know Sam's keen for it. Like why do you not want to if – if I was a girl in the industry, I'd want to go to a page where I can learn – forward driving mechanics, everything like that, building cars from a girl. I, I think from a girl's point of view, it's going to be a lot more understandable. So it's it's hard. Like Bridget and Bree, they are next level with what they were doing with Red Dirt Diary. Bloody dog. They're next, next level with what they're doing with Red Dirt Diary. Like they're, they're doing awesome trips, traveling. It's, it's, it's what people want to see and it's a different side. Like you don't – I mean, they're having fun with it. Like enjoy it and – Ali's doing a really good job. Like a lot of those girls are sort of all involved in the same group with Explore Life Girls and it's awesome to see. Like Explore Life's taken off lately. Like Tommy's got the four drive scene covered. Ali's looking after like the girls, I think wakeboarding, sort of water sports, more side of things. Like they're all out on the jet skis and surfing and wakeboarding, skiing, whatever whatever it is, they're having fun. And yeah, like props to them. I'm, I'm frothing the content. Like it's good. And, you know, girls keep kicking it. So last little shout out on that, you've got Monique, Bree, Bridget, Ali, Shano, Molly. Like they're just a couple of names to flick off real quickly. And every single one of you girls that are out there, and I, look, there's probably more that I've missed. There's a lot of girls in the industry now that are kicking goals. Congratulations. Like you're doing awesome things. And the girls that are going to come up in the next few years they're looking at you as role models, so it's I'm bloody proud of you. All right. Four by four shows. Yeah. This has been probably the next second most sent in topic this week. So look, I'm all for a four by four show. Like everyone's doing these meets, Sunny Coast four by four, Tough Tourers, Max Four by Four. Guys, awesome work. You're getting it out there to the industry. You're having fun with it. But holy shit, it is pathetic when you see dickheads posting on the meet date pages, like the advertising pages, when they put up a post saying, hey, we've got to meet at this date, this spot, this location. Please, guys, keep it respectful. No skids, no limiter bashing, like no hooning. Have, have a respectful time. Why the hell is there idiots out there that just want to ruin it? And I'm going to name and shame one bloke that was probably the the major person behind the Sunshine Coast 4x4 one. Like, they've closed the event. They shut it off. I 
do believe that didn't ha- they didn't happen over the weekend. And short Mav, you're a fucking idiot, mate. Like to jump on pages and go on, oh, if everyone gets around it, I'm going to do a burnout of this, mate. Like, mate, fuck off. Honestly, you're the type of person that people should be reaching out to and going, fuck you. I'm sending your details to the police. Police need to probably be at these events from now on. And they need to be charging people for hooning laws or attempted hooning. Like, I mean, I'm getting pinged for a yellow line and there's dickheads out here threatening four-wheel drive events to do the right thing. And they're saying they're going to skid and do burnouts and limit bash their cars. Like, fuck off, mate. You're a flog. You're a proper flog. So, look, never really met you. Don't really plan to meet you, mate. So, look, you could probably turn yourself around and start doing the right thing. But when you're putting comments on people's meat pages like that, and being the start of getting them shut down, it's pretty bloody sad. Trying to make a difference in the four-wheel drive industry and you're just going out there and ruining it because you want a couple of TikTok likes. Fucking pathetic, mate. But look, I've seen a lot of people backing up. So Patrick that runs Sunny Coast 4x4, he's a young fella. He's, correct me if I'm wrong, Pat, but you're 17 or 18, I'm pretty sure. You're running an event. You're trying to get it out there. People are saying, oh, he's just doing this to make money and you know, all this stuff. He's created a sex, successful in, um, Instagram page. He's promoting it as a good industry. Unfortunately, the poor bugger had his car written off. I know he's looking for a new car. I believe he was talking 80 series of patrol. Good on him. But yeah, like he's trying to run an event. I think he was doing like a gold coin donation or something for like flex ramps and, you know, snags or barbecue or whatever it was. Or the people might have been charging for the barbecue and taking t- themselves. Shit's not free. Like someone spent the time building that ramp. Someone spent the time moving that ramp, organizing the event, the headaches, the struggles that you got to deal with from these idiots. And basically it just puts a negative scene when people are sending messages out and going, well, oh, you're just doing this to make money. It's a business. He's basically running a business. Like, and you're sitting there complaining about a gold coin donation that he's, he might make 50 bucks for the night, which covers his fuel there and organizing the event and all the stuff that he's got to prepare for and, you know, getting a caterer to do a sausage sizzle. Like, if you're really that pathetic, like, mate, Pat, I'm all for it. Leave it in a donation bin at the meet. Get people to donate and it's going to be able to market it in the future that if you've got the money around the event, it's going to be safer. Maybe do it invite only. I'll talk about more on that in a second. But um, Tough Tours, I haven't been to one of your events. Uh, not exactly sure what happened there. I believe you still ran Friday night. I, I didn't actually see anything about it. But it's, it's sad to see that these people are trying to make a event for four-wheel drivers to go to. It's not four-wheel driving. It's not anything else but showing off your car. It might be clean. It might be dirty. Who cares? But people are going there. They're shitting on other people's cars. It's, it's time to turn it around. It's, we really need to turn it around. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it's going to take to do that, but it, it's going to have to happen. Like something's going to have to happen. Um, basically look Friday night, I got a personal invite to go down there for a four by four display at the Beanley brewery. Now I'm going to keep this completely separate to what we just talked about because thank you. First of all, to Beanley distillery, making tracks, lanes, barbecue. Um, there was a few other crews that went there. I think there was, Kale from EC Off-Road, he had his unit there. Enhanced Auto Works, the boys were all down there all night. We had Andy from All 4x4 and his partner, 
uh, Felzy and Trey, they had their car there. And there's a couple other boys I didn't actually get to meet, but they had some really nice builds out. I think there was about 10 cars all up. So it was a really good show. But for an event where obviously alcohol is involved, we're at a brewery, a rum distillery, and bloody awesome, awesome brew. Like I know everyone that was there, probably 90% or 95% of the people I talked to that showed up there, not one of them had ever heard of Beanley Distillery. I'm sure it's not going to be the last time you hear it about on here either. Like I was stoked with the brew. Um, the rum went down so easy. Gave me a cracking headache the next morning. But I was, it was one of those meets, displays where your cars were private invite. Everyone parked out front in the car park. It was – I didn't hear one car get limited bashed all night. I didn't hear one car doing skids, burnouts, anything like that. There was no hate towards other people's cars that I – not that I saw. Like I had – it was awesome to meet everyone that come around, taking photos of the car, sending them to me, um, talking to me. Um, actually, that's another one, Duke's Outdoor Life uh, from Chaos Gear. He was there. Awesome to talk to him. Just different sides of it. But, yeah. No, was, I think that meet, like that 4x4 display night at the brewery, has just set a new level of sort of what needs to be shown at a meet. Like the respect that was shown by every single person that showed up, even though there was alcohol involved, like everyone was so nice, caring, everyone got along, there wasn't any hate. It was just really good to see. So if, if you went there to the Beanley Distillery on that Friday night, give yourself a pat on the back shake your hand to it. Everyone was bloody well behaved. And thank you for everyone that did come out that night because, you know, we had a really good time. Um, it was just like brews. We did a tour of the distillery where they mix everything up. So, yeah, first thing he said, make sure you turn your phones off because there's a lot of ethanol in the air. And you're just like, Jesus, like, so something a little bit different. He was saying if, I don't know, a notification or something triggered on your phone, it could cause an explosion Tell you what, you're not going to know about it if it happened. But, yeah, walking in there is, is really eye-opening to see, like, how it's all sort of is. You'd have to go there and do it for yourselves. But he was saying different levels in the pipes and the stills is how stuff's mixed up to different percentages to, oh, it was like your dry rums, your white rum, all that sort of stuff. And I don't know, I definitely learned a thing or two about it. So, yeah, very... He's, he's got the very first registered, I think, in Queensland or Australia distillery. So that's a pretty big call. I think it was 1880-something, uh, 1883 or 1884. So very first registered rum distillery in Queensland or Australia. I'm not sure which one it was, but it was, yeah, it was awesome. And the guys that put that meat on, like, congrats to you. It was bloody awesome night. So, and I was stoked to be a part of it, so I definitely want to be a part of the next one. So, well, I guess that sort of covered it for 4x4 show display type setups like the meets and that. Um, a little one to mention was Bryce Francis actually put out a post last week or this week that I sort of responded to. and was, He made a really good point. Why don't we get the four-wheel drives out on the tracks and do a four-wheel drive, you know, meet day on the tracks? Go out, wheel your car. It could be you know, double island's a hard one because there's such a big police presence as well with people not wanting to get their cars defected. So that's why they do trailer them to these meets. 
and I'm all for that. But maybe a glassy day or somewhere out there and, you know, we could have probably 100 cars rock up a glass house. Everyone gets to have a look around, go for a wheel. You can do your easy tracks, your hard tracks. Kenilworth and Imble, same spot. You've got heaps of spots out there. And if if you get a big enough good turnout for these events, you can go, you know what, let's get a massive meet together and go down to the Springs 4x4 Park or Kenilworth Camping and, you know, go somewhere for a weekend with a fair amount of cars that people are going to be respectful and, yeah, like go out, camp, enjoy each other, like have a good time and sort of spread the love where you can sit there for a weekend, watch everyone wheel their cars camping setups, how they're organized. Like I just think that'd be a cooler way of doing it as well. So that was a very good sort of suggestion that you put out there. It's just like, yeah, I think, yeah, that, that was just a really good way that he's done it. It's just, yeah, simple to the point. Let's, let's make four wheel driving mates, four wheel driving. Like, I think that'd be really cool. Like I, I think the displays would be good to keep there. I actually talked to Andre and we might give him a call in a second and just see what his thoughts on a few things are. But, yeah, organising display meets where I think 4x4 displays from now on are going to have to be car, guest, invite only. If you're not part of that invite-only crew, then you park outside the event. If you're being an idiot, you're being an idiot. You're not welcome back. Like, it's just the way it's going to have to be. So I think doing a four-wheel drive meet out in the bush on the tracks is a really good idea just to get people involved a bit more with how like it's almost like comparing builds like let's go out and find a hill climb and see who can get up for the day like it'd be fun just something different to challenge everyone with their cars a bit more in a positive environment like you're not going to shit on someone if they can't get up the hill but you're going to go hey mate like what's in the car how's your suspension set up like different things lockers and it's going to teach people a lot more about their setup instead of driving around just on the road in the car parks to learn about. Like you get to see what a car's made of when it's on the tracks and it's, it's a different vibe. Um, all right. We did get a few more little just dot points for this week as well. Um, Adrian, uh, Adrian Patelli at LMTC Plus, he craned a bloody uh, McLaren into his apartment, a $39 million apartment. And he's just gone and put a bloody McLaren in there. So, man, he's he must be doing well for himself with that business. He's created a genius business model. And, you know, to be doing giveaways like he's doing, like seen a bloke the other day, he had, it might have looked like a Hilux or something. And he's just won a brand new 76. Like, you would be over the moon to win a brand new 76. And so, like, he's out there, he's doing it like, he gave away a patrol the other day, like the black uh, Nissan patrol wagon, Y62, like unreal giveaway. Like, you know, some of these people are buying a one-off ticket. They could be subscribed to whatever it is, weekly, monthly, every draw that goes up. And these people are like getting their lives changed by winning a new car is huge. Like that's, you know, $100,000, $200,000 cars that he's just given away to someone that they could have spent potentially a, 10 to 30 dollar ticket on so you know he's he's doing well with his business and it's just another one where you know people see on tv they say oh this guy's just rich he's got too much money he's putting a car in his apartment that's probably never going to be able to come out of there unless they put another crane up who cares 
good on him. He's he's no one's seen probably the last twenty years of that guy's life where he's worked his ass off to get to where he is today, and he's doing something very smart. And you know, you've got the power fish, um, you've got Troy Candy. They're all doing the giveaways now. You've got Maddie from Explore Life. He has done it as well. Like he's Matt's given away a I think it's about a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar Land Cruiser touring setup, and he's got events and different parts and vouchers and whatever it might be to go along with the giveaway. Like these guys, they can't give something away for free without being a business that's going to make a profit. And I don't know how people don't understand that. So, you know, good on to these guys. They're giving back. They're, they're making the opportunity. Like you're going to go to that website. If you're buying off Explore Life right now, I think if you buy a shirt or a chair or something like that, you get three free entries into the car. Look, at the end of the day, if you don't win the car, you've still got yourself a shirt. You've went and bought a hat, stubby cooler, stickers, a chair, a duffel bag. Like, I don't know what, what they sell on the website. They've got heaps of things. And then heaps of shirts, jackets, jumpers, long sleeves, whatever it might be. You're not missing out. But at the end of the day, you're still getting something even if you don't win the grand prize of, you know, a holiday, a car, a caravan, you know, something like that, a house, like LMTC is doing house giveaways. It's huge. Like imagine winning a $3 million house for a $30 ticket. You'd be bloody stoked. I know I would be like, look, I probably don't really need the assets or anything, but I'd love to take the money option, anything like that. That'd have changed anyone's life. Like, so yeah, no, it's, it's bloody awesome to see like just the different creative ways that people are in the industry, giving back, doing all the like the better side of things. I suppose, oh, talking about giving back, um, I don't know if uh, many people have heard the name of Guy Windfall, uh, C4 Craftsman. Uh, Built Not Bought right now. He's actually doing a resto slash build sort of series on his GQ shorty. So I actually want to reach out to both of them, talk to them, get them on the podcast maybe once the build's done and sort of go through it with, uh, Sam and Guy and just talk through the Guy's story itself because it's it's very it's a very deep like hard-hitting story and you know it sucks to see but I want to talk to Sam and Guy about you know the build process what happened leading up to it like how far the car was done before Guy's accident and what's had to be done now what's had to be found I've heard there's different shops that just kept pushing it aside and it was just stuff around them you know, it's, it's good to see someone in the industry take it on like Sam and Monique and really bit bring back like a different side of it. So you know, I'm very keen to follow up on that build once it's done and talk to those guys. Um, another dot point we got here is we got a few more dot points actually, guys, sorry. Uh, cheap versus expensive parts. Now this seems to be a very hot topic of, you know, like... Let's go, for example, in 12-volt systems. You could have a King's 12-volt system that's going to run your fridge, maybe a few cigarette cigarette points, and it might cost you all of one grand with a battery, 1500 bucks maybe, tops. Like you can buy so many different things from King's that are cheap, budget-friendly, and they'll get you past. They'll do your job if you've got a little tradie set up or something like that. Or... You could go like I'm running and go, say, top of the line and go Red Arc, Red Vision. 
I think now they've got the Red Arc Rogue TVMS and all that. Like I'm so happy with my system that I've bought it once, done it right, and it's good. Like I've I've had the Kings setups before. Don't get me wrong, I love Kings. It's good, but you're you're paying value for money in the product. Like I don't expect to go buy a Kings solar panel and have it outperform. You know, King solar panels hundred two hundred bucks max. I think. I don't ex- expect it to outperform my Red Arc solar blanket in the same way, better or worse. Like my Red Arc blanket, never had an issue with it, runs awesomely. My King's ones, after a year or so, they've failed. Difference is the King's ones were about a third, a quarter of the cost. So if you've got to buy four solar blankets over four years, it's still cheaper than getting a Red Arc one that's going to maybe last you a year or two or 10 years. You can rely on the quality of the Red Arc ones as well. But you see people jumping on there and they're going, all right, these these Kings gear are shit, they're cheap, all that sort of stuff, the fridges, whatever it might be. Like it's, yeah. I've got Kings fridges. I've got the up. I was one of the very first people to buy a Kings upright fridge. It's sitting in my office. I'm looking at now. It's on one degree. It runs 24-7 since I bought that fridge over a year and a bit ago. Never had an issue with it. I've got my 30-litre standard sort of King's fridge. It's copped some abuse. It's been up five rocks, glass house, covered in mud, sand, dirt, whatever, water. The thing, the fan in it's gone. The fan broke, understandably. It's taken some hard hits, wheeling and all that. The thing still fires up. It's loud. It's very loud when it runs, but it's still kicking. Now, you compare that to, you know, you've got Waco. I believe they're the same motor as a Waco anyway. But then you've got um, Angle Fridges, Bushmans, all them. Very great fridges. But for someone like myself, I don't have the money to go out and buy a $1,500, $2,000 fridge when, you know, I can go to Kings for how often I actually use them in the ute. I can go to Kings and buy one for two or 300 bucks. Um, if I was traveling Australia full time, I'd probably suck it up, spend the money and go get a Waco or Angle or a Bushman because they, they've just got a very good quality name for themselves. And you know, they're going to outlast the desert, the cold, everything. And it's a difference of probably buying a fridge from Kings every year or two compared to, I know some people that have Wacos and Angles that are 15, 20 years old and yeah, look, comes down to what what you want to spend you could go i run frontier swags my frontier swag i think they retail for six or seven hundred dollars i'm not actually too sure on that i might double check but you could buy the frontier swag i'll give it to them like not sponsored not promoted but holy damn it is the best swag i've ever had i've had king swags crash pad swags and now the frontier swag the frontier swag is by far the best swag i've ever had it's taller it's wider it's got a zipper at the back where you put your poles in before you roll the swag up so it's not stuff in there everywhere. You're not breaking them. You're not losing them. It just works very well designed. Like Zippers front and end for your fly screens at your pull-apart cover sections, whatever you want to call them. The zippers just work. They never bind up. They never grab anything. They're just so smooth. With me King's swag, I think I bought it for like 200 bucks. So it's a third of the cost pretty much. Great swag. Had heaps of issues with them. They let water in, they leak, they've, 
you know, the zippers are pretty crap. But if you want a budget swag that you're probably going to use five, six times a year maybe, why not go to King's and that extra $400 can then go into your trip away somewhere. But if you're living out of a swag or maybe even a rooftop, there's like my swag, I'd be happy to live out of that you know, a couple of months at a time on the road. It doesn't, doesn't worry me. It, it sucks folding a swag up every morning and afternoon. That's where a rooftop sort of comes into its sort of lane a bit more. But, you know, if you're going on the odd weekend, you probably don't need the top of the line swag or rooftop tent or camper van. Just get something that works for, you know, you might be going out to the rodeo or a night up the beach or out to the bush for a camping session with mates. And the King Swag is just going to get you through that odd night where you can throw it in the garage for the next three months and not worry about it and it's just cheap and spend that extra four five hundred bucks on you know the actual trip out there and doing more trips each year and you know when you can start doing more trips then you look at all right maybe it's time to sell that swag on marketplace for 50 or 100 bucks and go out and buy a better quality swag or maybe you got a partner so you get a rooftop or anything like that it's yeah, just the differences. You you could go into it all day, like spotlights. Um, spotlights are actually a really good one to probably bring up in this section as well. Cheap versus expensive pot spotlights. I run a $100 set of eBay spotties in my ute. Do they work good? Sometimes. Do I use them very often? Not really. I do a little bit of night driving, but how often are you on the highway where there's not another car coming towards you? You've got to flick them off anyway, so... I don't mind them. They've, they've pretty much had their day. They're about two years old now. So I will be looking for a new set of spotlights when I've got the funds to do it. Um, but like, I don't know what, mine are like the rip-off ARB eBay specials and they work fine. Like the wiring's pretty old in them now. I'd probably replace the wiring. But compared to your, oh, who is it? Like Steady and... Light Force and Hardcore, I think they're seven, eight hundred dollars up to like a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks for some of those spotties. Like you're spending a serious amount of money on spotlights to either make your car look good, which I'm all for. If you want your car to look good and you got the money to do it, do it, hundred percent. But otherwise, you're spending a lot of money on spotties that you don't necessarily get to use full time. And I'm starting to see that now with like sort of roof rack lighting and spotlights and cab lights where if you're out in the bush, you don't need long range distance lights. You need your rock lights, everything to be able to wheel and do all that sort of stuff. Like, I don't know, it's it's pick of what you actually run with. If if you're out in the desert on, you know, let's use Nullarbor Road, for example, longest straight road in Australia, you're probably not going to see anyone on there for a 10, 20, 30 k's. At sometimes, if you're driving that every single day or week or whatever, you're probably worth having some good quality spotties on there so you can really see what you're doing. And that's not the only road I'm using an example. Like, there's so many spots outback Queensland where you might need proper good spotties for what you're doing. And it'd be interesting to get a review on a really good quality spotty or the best quality spotties, like multiple of them, and some of the cheapest ones because there's is it the lumens that reflect off signs and the fog and cloud and majority of the time when you're using them at night time, that's what you're going to be comparing them to. Some don't actually like progress through at night time. They give you a lot of glare, whether it's off bonnets or fog or anything. And some are just, 
I don't know how they're designed, but they just beam through. Like I know my old tarot loom lights that I had, they just beamed through fog and I could see right through fog. But my ones now, they give me a little bit of reflection off fog and stuff like that. And for how very little I use them, I'm not too worried. They're just cheap. But yeah, you know, there's, I'd love to hear your thoughts. If we get the calling going, why do you run really good quality spotties? Why do you run cheap stuff, expensive swags, rooftops, caravans? Like maybe maybe send that into the call-in line. I believe it's going to be under the email Hey Big Mac call-ins. I'm not too sure yet, but you will see it on Instagram this week. So by the time this podcast is live, it'll already be in the Instagram bio on the Hey Big Mac podcast page. So that's probably – and it'll probably be in the bio of the Spotify episodes too. So that's going to be your best chance to actually find where to send in call-ins. You can send them if they're a video – to the podcast page i will receive them on there um i want to try avoid getting them on my personal instagram pages just because it's it's sort of just hard to manage then if we can keep them in one spot you're probably going to get noticed a lot easier and quicker so i'm going to suggest email is probably going to be the best way then probably the podcast instagram page but yeah I'd, i'd love to hear your your thoughts on cheap versus expensive parts cars everything like that like I mean, I've got a trip coming up very soon that is going to blow your mind on what we're doing when we can start talking about that more. But I'll put it this way. I'm not taking a $150,000 ute up Cape York this year. I'm, I'm going back. Like, going backwards big time. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, another one that I've sort of seen lately is people selling cars, rigs, utes, whatever you want to call them. If you've got a very well-known ute, People love to take the piss out of it when you put it up for sale. Like one of my mates this week, he's going to put up his ute for sale because he wants a change in plans. He's got different circumstances that he's going with. So he's put his ute up for sale. The amount of people that have zero interest in actually buying that car, still commenting, oh, too many Ks, too expensive, COVID, like COVID's over, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Who gives a shit? Someone selling a car that's clearly got the value in it Yes, there's some stupid ones you see out there for sale, but selling a well-known car where you might have a lot of followers or the car's very well-known online because it's been featured somewhere else, it's so hard to sell them because people have made an identity to it and, yeah, it's difficult. A couple of boys selling patrol wagons and stuff at the moment and V8 Land Cruisers and dual cabs, single cabs, whatever it might be. It's so hard and you see it everywhere and kind of sucks because I'd say they're probably some of the most looked after cars. If you're buying an influencer's car on the rare occasion that they do sell them, they've used them out on the tracks, they've wheeled them, but you can nearly guarantee you've seen 99.9% of what they've put that car through, the good, the bad, everything like that. It's the people that don't have anything online of their car that are going out trashing them every weekend and you're happy to go buy that car because it looks respectable in an ad photo. doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'd, I don't know, it might be the right way or the wrong way, but I'd be more happy to go out and buy a car like, um, who do I use an example for this? Let, let, let's just say one of the big names right now, like you've got Shed Life, Red Dirt, Built Not Bought, Explore Life. I'd rather go buy one of their cars where you've seen what the down and dirty of what they've done. If they've rolled their car, you know it's on their episode because it's good view- viewing content. Like, 
and I'm not going to be afraid to go get that car because I know it's been looked after. I know it's been respected. And it, it's sort of, it's a bit of a downer when you see someone that's got a car that's so well respected, like some of my mates, they've put their cars up for sale. Such a respected car that's been looked after. It, you know, everyone has their instances. I've got dented panels on my ute because, yes, I've taken out wheeling. I've hit trees. I've, it's, been, it's been proper wheeling. But that car's gets looked after when an issue comes up. I'm constantly doing, whether it's diff rebuilds or bearings, but I've done four diff like housing rebuilds over 80,000 Ks. To me, that speaks that I've done the proper servicing on my ute. You're meant to either check or replace your bearings on a about anchors every 15 to 20,000 Ks. So technically I'm in the right, but yes, I had an issue up Cape York last year. And the axle seal went. I had a feeling about it and it bit me in the ass. But what do you do? It's, it's, it's sort of hard one to see because you've got a lot of rough average cars out there that aren't in the limelight, that get put up for sale, that have a lot of minor issues. It could be leaking seals that someone's cleaned up 10 minutes before they've rocked up to look at the car. So maybe just do a little bit of research on the car before you buy it. Like it's not hard to go do a VIN check. It's not hard to, you know, search up the history on their Facebook or Instagram because most people post them out there these days. And yeah, like if, if you're going to jump on a Facebook group forum page and shit on someone's car when they've got it up for sale with no intention of buying it, you're just creating yourself a problem. You're either a hater or you're just creating a problem for yourself and the community. Like I'd love to see you post up your car and all the hate you get because a lot of the influencers online right now, if they get hate, they know how to deal with it. A lot of us know how to deal with it. But if you're pushing the hate out there and you're not good at getting the hate in return, like, man, you better watch out because you're in for an eye-opener. Like the day you get recognised when you go to sell your car and it's it's someone else that's returning the favour to you that you've shit on their car for months and now they shit on yours, you're going to be disgusted. You're going to be deleting comments. You're going to be reporting people. It just ruins it for everyone else. So, you know, you've got no intention to buy in the car. It doesn't affect you. Why comment? And I don't know. I, I think if someone's putting a post up for sale, maybe comments should be deleted, like removed off the post. Like you should not be able to comment on a post because it just ruins it for the person selling their car. And it, it's, it kind of sucks to see. Like, I'd like to see someone put their ute up for sale and bang, it's gone the next day. I don't want to get on there and see 70 comments about why it's uh, this ute or that or it's had these things or, oh, isn't that the guy that was doing a skid three months ago or, you know, we use our utes. Like some of us might drag race them at events. Some of us might be doing burnout competitions. Some of us might be going out hard wheeling or just a tour out the beach. But you're going to use that to criticise the person selling their ute? Like, I don't think they're trying to hide the fact that they've done that. You go to the Instagram list, Facebook page, you're going to be able to see it. And I know if I'm going to buy a ute, it's the first thing I'm going to look for. So maybe just something to think about. Maybe if it's you next time that someone puts their ute up for sale, think, oh, how's this going to affect the person selling their ute? You never know their circumstances, whether they, they're upgrading, they've bought another ute, you know, they're changing scene. They might have a new car already or could be buying a house. Who knows? But, yeah, there's always a different way to go about it, I reckon. And I had the same issue when I thought about selling my ute last year. The amount of shit messages that I got from just dumb people. 
Like the amount of times that I've seen my ute on no need for a 79, I fucking laugh at it. I think it's the funniest thing in the world because the only thing that shows me is I've got people following and supporting my page that hate my ute and it's dumb. It's really dumb. So, you know, hate negative comments these days are just, you know, it sucks to see that the negative stuff and the hate and all that is actually what's getting views and stuff in the industry. It's pretty pathetic. The only person that I actually respect for not even in a way shitting on people but you're taking the piss out of him is Cowboy Tuned. And he does a really good job of, you know, he's very fast onto like the jokes and the comical side of things where if you've got a sense of humour, you can look at that and have a laugh. Like he might take the piss out of something or, or sell out or this week or it's, you know, seven nine same flex one week or whatever it might be or this, that, you know, go for it. I'm all for having a laugh and it's, it's the way it is but, when you see someone's ute getting shared to a different page that's not by them and people shitting on it, it's it's sort of disheartening to the community. And it, it really shows that that person isn't for the community either. So, yeah, if, if that's one of you's, I'd, I'd just recommend maybe have a think about what you are doing, why, you, why you're posting and sharing this car, shitting on it, doing all that. Like, are you angry that you can't? Is it jealousy? Like, a lot of the hate comments that I get, and I got one yesterday from an absolute flog. And he's tagged, he's, it was basically a clout chasing post. Let's put it that way. I didn't share it. I don't think anyone else shared it for him. This dickhead put a post up saying, oh, buddy, magnetic starby calls on the side of the car. You seem to hear first with a date. And it's just like, mate, half of us are running one stones that, you know, we buy them for a hundred bucks, 200 bucks. And you've got a cup holder in your door. I've got console fridge where I've got, got cup holders. I got a factory cup holder. Like, you're not really getting anything out of it, mate. You're just looking like an absolute fuckwit. And I, I know he tagged like Maddie, Pooley, Shed Life, heaps of other brands as like Spiker, Hunternet Engineering. I don't think any of those people actually shared his post in this. They probably shitted on him. And I didn't actually, I just blocked him after that because I was just like, mate, you're a dick. Why the hell are you clout chasing this? And you can see what he's doing. He's just feeding for responses. He's trying to get a laugh so he can try and reshare that to his page. And look, it's not going to work, mate. You're just a fucking idiot. So if your game is to go out there and shit on other people for your own attention and clout, fuck off. <laughs> it's the easiest way to put it. I'm not going to share your stuff. I'm not going to support you. I'm going to tell you to get riddance and I'm going to block you. It's the easiest way to deal with it. So I don't care if I lose followers. If you hate that someone's got a really expensive car and they're doing what they want with it, if you hate that, unfollow them, delete them, block them yourself because you're part of the problem. So bit of a rant there as well. Gotta love it. I'm, I'm in a mood today. I'm fired up, but I'm angry. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, I might take a sec and we might try and give uh, Yondre a call and see what he's like and we might recap a little few things quickly and see what he's up to at the moment. Uh, All right, guys, we got the piss pass live. So he's out on site <laughs> doing his thing. You just said to me a good suggestion. What is it, mate? Uh, so... A little while back, I told you about a idea that I had, like a limited run of ammunition case um, fucking speakers, like Bluetooth speakers that run off a Milwaukee battery. Yep. We're going to call it the fucking bang box. The bang box. I'm the keen on The bang box. Yeah. How hard would that fuck? It'd so you've got a cool speaker to listen to the podcast on. Yeah, I'm down for it. I reckon it'd be fucking good. Like, do like a limited run of 10 of them. 
Yeah. No, I reckon it'd be cool. Like everyone's sort of seen like the ammo boxes, the cargo boxes, all that. But let's let's do some up with a speaker inside that, you know, yeah. we can we'll do a limited edition. Speakers. Yeah. You'll probably see them on the socials. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I'd be keen. So uh, what uh, what are you up to at the moment, mate? You're just out working. Yeah, mate, right now I'm on my way over to the flocks. Run a data inspection. Make sure she's all running smoothly. Yeah, right. Yeah, doing a few inspections, eh? Yeah. yeah. yeah I've got a little bit of static coming through, but we'll be right with that. We'll make it work. Uh, yeah. Because I guess. No, I'm sort of going through the episode now, and I've just sort of covered most of the topics already. Um, did you have anything you wanted to sort of fill in over the week of what you thought and seen online? Oh, there's a lot of stuff I think I've covered, like the girls, the four by four show stuff, builds, cheap, expensive. Um, I want to yeah. get the, I want to get the call ins rolling. I'm keen to do that. Just camp stories, funny stories, jokes, fails, whatever it might be like that. I reckon that'd be cool. Oh yeah, I reckon that'd be fucking tops. Yeah. Um, Just definitely a- need to try and get um, maybe like a girl who's in the fucking four wheel drive industry maybe on board. Um, yeah, sit down talk and talk to them. Yeah, yep. yeah, because like maybe get the, the last few days. I've been seeing a lot of it, man. It's yeah. fucking crazy. I, I just talked a little bit about it then. Like we've all built and I bought Monique yeah. and Red Dirt, Bree and Bridget, and then you got like Shano, Ali, Molly, like all those girls that are doing it. And oh yeah, if any of you are actually oh. listening, like I, I talked to Shano a few times. So I think she's pretty keen to come on and have a chat. But maybe some of these other yeah, girls, like good. Monique, being new. It'd be cool to sit down with her and have a chat with Sam and, you know, get the actual inside mm, of how they're, see how they're dealing with it and how they receive it all because I think a lot of people probably need to hear it firsthand from them too. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then the other, I don't know, you've probably seen it all this week as well, the dramas with 4 by 4 shows and events. I talked about that a little bit. Yeah. What's your thought on the events, how they're being run at the moment and dickheads ruining them and all that sort of stuff? Um, I don't think it's really as much of a problem with the way they're being run. Like the guys that are trying to run it, they, they obviously they don't want the events being shut down because of hanging and shit and they always like try their best. But I feel like because of the shit we've got to fucking work with now with all these young kids just wanting to ruin it, mm. um, they should smarten up a bit and run it more as a closed event, um, meaning yeah. invites only. Uh, um, and that's going to piss a lot of people off, but that's also going to stop a lot of this, the hooning and the just the yeah. negative fucking um, yeah. oh, attention you get from cops. Yeah. And, and I sort of mentioned it to you when I gave you a call yesterday. It was like... Yeah. The Bean Lee Distillery, Make and Track sort of invited us to that and we had a nice event there. There wasn't skids. There wasn't people revving the crap out of no. the cars. There wasn't any stupid stuff going on. And it was an alcohol event and everyone was on their best Yeah, that behavior. was like the actual best turnout I could have possibly imagined um, yeah. just watching your stories and stuff and what you've yeah. told me about it. Just Especially the way it was run. I reckon that was so professional and it was just that, that would be what you should aim for. Hundred percent, and it's it's good to see yeah. that it can be done, 
especially like, yeah. don't get us wrong, we love getting rowdy and having a fun time, but for an alcohol event to be influenced by, or under the influence of alcohol, I should say, and have an mm. event go that smoothly when you when you have the complete opposite where there's no alcohol at some of these events, there's people going like dickheads, you're basically going to have to shut it off, get security at, you know, you go to a pub or a brewery or, you know, something like that where you can do a closed-off event, have 10 to 15 utes like I was sort of mentioned and, you know, there's if there's police presence there for a closed, organised, like accountable event, I don't think you're going to have the mm. stuff up there. You're going to have every Tom, Dick and Harry that's mad that, you know, they might ha- not have the best ute in the world there, but you're going to you put it out there and go, look, we're going to have five invite-only displays. Send us a message. You can yeah. probably be another part of the five to ten or 20 cars that we can have there. And, you know, if, if you're going to be respectful, you're going to go on the invite list to come back next time and, you know. Yeah, definitely. Do you have to have someone out front that's running wristbands? So if you don't have a wristband, you're not invited to the event. And if you if you already have a bad name from past events, I'm sorry, you just don't get on the guest list. It's as simple as that. Basically, yeah. And, yeah, that'd be a really good way to monitor it and just keep it. Because the yeah. thing is, like, full drive means get attention from cops. Yeah. A lot of it. Yeah. And the thing is, it's in a public place. So the cops have full jurisdiction yeah. and do what they want. So if there's guys being cockheads, the cops are going to focus on that. And they're going to, exactly. sadly, the guys that aren't being idiots, they're going to get be the ones that cop it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, yeah, it'd right. be awesome to talk to someone like on the sunny coast here, we've got one of the best sort of breweries in, I suppose, the four by four scene. Everyone knows them, your mate's brewing. I love them. I've been drinking yeah. their stuff for years. They'd be the perfect people to go to. They've got a nice car park out the back of their just like brewery house and their brew house yeah. has restaurants, everything, merch, obviously beers, yeah. but you could get probably 10 to 15 cars out the back there, have a nice display, put on a good night. And it's it's a display for cars. It's not it's not bloody summonats, if if that makes sense. No, that's it. If you want to go to skids, go to fucking summonats or go to a fucking drift event or something like that. Go down to I think um, is it Archerfield or Lakeside and all that. Like go to the actual skid pads. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or or go to your spot yeah. in the private property where you can actually go have some fun and do it respectfully where you're not on public land. Hell yeah. Oh. So. Uh, um, oh, what's happened to the, what's happened with the blue yurt at the moment, mate? How's that going? Um, She's just waiting for me right now. You know, just uh, waiting for me to get back home and give it more attention and love and money. Yeah. Going on, um, going on tour again this week to do a bit more work. Yeah. I'm taking it to Emerald with me. For yep. the next seven days, um, from Wednesday onwards. Yeah. So, oh, if you're in Emerald, so I'll be working you, out there for a bit. If you're in Emerald and you see the piss bus, <laughs> go say good day to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be working out there for a week, so take the Ute with me and. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sure you go see uh, some of the boys out there anyway, if they're around. <laughs> yeah, no, gotta go catch up with them and you know. Yeah. Show them what's been going on. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But uh, yeah, for now, nothing. I just really, really need to try and sort like tune the suspension properly. Yeah, still battling a bit of rebound issues in the front. Yep. Um, just 
bounces a little bit too much. The rear, I need to swap out to a 12 inch shock because the 14 just isn't doing it. Yeah. It's, um, shock body is too close to the mount because originally I did build it for a uh, 12 inch shock. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know what the fuck came over me, but I decided a 14 yeah. would be better, which obviously my mount setup would have to change for that. Yeah. Um, which. Honestly, I could probably just move my top mounts upwards two inches, and that would sort it out. Yeah, um, it but, was it was sorting it like a lot of oh, when we jumped it for this video that we're doing. It was getting like a lot of rebound kick, wasn't it? It was bucking a lot because we're running sort of I think uh, fuck, it's like three or four inches travel on the shaft. Yeah, uh, it's more like four or five inch travel on the shaft, which is pretty close to its bump zone. Yeah. So every time, like you'll see in the slow mo videos of plus hitting like a one or two foot jump mm. um the front soaks it yeah. the front like just fucking floats over and then the rear bucks it up yeah um so we need to sort that out we need to get that rear to travel up a bit further mm. so to be honest i'm thinking about actually moving my upper mounts upwards four inches so that i'm nearly in that 50 50 zone on the 14 inch shot in the but rear, i need so. to do some measurements yeah, I need to make some measure, like get some measurements and see if my coil spring will actually compress far enough. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's the big thing. Um, I think it should. I, I really think it would. Yeah. The only other thing is, uh, well, then the tray, the wheel guards have to move up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I could I can move those wheel guards up without modifying the tray too much. I could just yeah. modify it a little bit which is probably on the cards, to be honest, just to get us through the next few months Yeah. for the filming and shit. But, uh, yeah, definitely something's got to happen with that rear end. Yeah, for sure. So, oh, it's probably, yeah. a good opportunity oh, to, probably a good opportunity to sit here and say, like, if anyone listening, Brand or yourself, have had that same issue with shocks and you've had it resolved, give us your feedback on who you went and saw, what shop it was. Because there's obviously heaps of short yeah. shops out there. You know, yourself, there's yeah, Superiors, yeah. pretty good with those shocks, Mike's, Kings. The main thing we really need to look into is the valving of it, which I'm yeah. very uncertain about. I've never really fucked with triples before. Yeah. I'm, but I'm, it's I'm a learning clear. curve. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll learn about it as we go. Yeah. I'm clueless with shocks when it comes to shocks. Like, I've got the cheapest of cheapest yeah. shocks you can put in a Land Cruiser in my ute, and I've had them there for two years. <laughs> so. Hey, if they work, they work. Hey, maybe one day I'll go back to J-Max when I've got the money to sit there and go, hey, guys, I want to put your, you know, remote resi electronic adjustable shocks in. One day that'll happen, yeah, but it's yeah. not going to be today. So, yeah. Turin spec. Oh, hey, here's Turin. one. How about that little, that bloke last night? Fucking, you seen the tag on his story, tagging almost all the cruiser boys about couple. Oh, yeah. I just, bloke I just gave that. his missiles. Oh, this bloke sitting in his Mizzou's fucking Navara. Yeah. <laughs> going on about couples. I'm like, my boy, yeah. calm down. I just gave him a whole, a whole blown fucking rant just before. <laughs> it's like, mate, you're an absolute yeah. fuckwit. You're trying to beat down on someone's car that they've worked hard for. Fuck off. Like, well, I blocked him oh, pretty much. Like, it's just, just like, you're fishing for clout, mate. Go fuck yourself. Mm. And it's just like, you can see exactly where he's going. He wants any of those boys that he oh, yeah. to bite back. And he all, all he wants to do is be able to share your response to yeah. biting back online. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, see, what, I, 
yeah, I, I bet a little bit. Not gonna lie, I like re, um, repost some like. Um, uh, well, I don't, I don't know. I said something about um, driving in a bar or something like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway. And yeah, and then he sort of like had a little bit of a go on that on messages, and I was like, oh, fuck this. I just got so sick. I just deleted my fucking um, post, like the story, and just removed them. I was like, fuck this. I'm not dealing with it. I'm sick of it. Yeah. So, and yeah. I, I mentioned that before too. I said, he's tagged every big sort of name he can on there. Yeah. Because he's fishing yeah. for attention and clout. And I said, the only attention yep. and clout he's going to get is fucking hate. Like, yeah, it's that's funny. It. It's, uh, you know, that F100 he's got's not getting him enough clout. Mate, those so fucking got to try sun- and get some from the Cruiser boys. Those sunglasses that he had on his profile, he looked like a bloody deviant. It was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. I'm giving you a bit of hate, but that's all you're looking for out of everyone else when you did that. So, like, mate. 100%. I, I spoke about it just before, not too long ago, at the start of the podcast. If you're happy to dish it, yep. you want to be ready to, to receive it. I put that. Uh, I'm yeah, that's with it. it. Well, that was that same bloke that commented on a uh, post of mine. Um, yep. A little while back, about two and ago. <laughs> he said something about. And yeah, he said something about cruises, and I tagged all the boys. Remember that one? Yeah. And uh, that's that's what Alec ripped into him. And Rossi. And Rossi honestly, that was the best moment ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy. It's like that was funny. I don't know. Maybe I can't even remember his account name. But fuck, if I wish I knew his account name. Go over there and just report the dickhead. Report his account until he gets deleted because that's uh, all it is. It's hate speech and bullying. That's all he's doing. Yeah. It's shit. It's just needless shit, really. Yeah. Like, if you don't like a cruiser, fair enough. I don't care. Yeah. And, like, on his on his story, he had their, like, magnetic stubby coolers. You've seen it here first. Mate, are you fucking dumb, blind, or deaf, or stupid? People have been like, doing bro, that. Four weeks for- ago, Bendix gave us a heap of free ones. Yeah. <laughs> Magnetic stubby coolers aren't a new thing. People have been doing that at campsites, driving down the road in their bloody Falcons for years. Years. Yeah. People have been doing that. Like, I've got a couple of magnetic stubby coolers. I'm sitting here right now with one. You can stick it to the computer. You can stick it to my my desk. has got a bit of sheet metal on the back of it. I can stick it to the side of my car when I'm camping. It's bloody awesome. You haven't invented anything new, mate. Like, yeah. Yeah, no. It's one of those things, you know, you're always going to get some idiot with an old car oh. who's trying to be something he's not. Yeah, that's um, it. Or just some idiot in general because they're all thoughts. Mm. Yeah, that's it. But, uh, yeah. No, uh, well, I'm probably actually, I'm not going to be able to see you till maybe after the King of the Strip, eh? Yeah, bro, we're going to have like a four-week break. Are you going to be okay? Because, honestly, oh. I don't think you're going to be able to deal with it. Mate, I'm already a bit sad. I haven't seen you in a week. <laughs> yeah, look, same. Um, and I'm running dry. I, like it's 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 just fucked. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm probably not going <laughs> to see you for another. Geez, what's the day today? The 14th of May. I'm not expected to get back to from Fink till about the 14th or 15th of May. So it's probably going to be a That's month until I see you. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the 15th that I'm coming down. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, Devin's, that's devastating. Honestly. Uh, I don't know if I can do with it. No, neither. But oh, you keen for um, keen for Rocky Nats? Uh, not Rocky Nats. Fucking hell, I'm King of the Strip. King of the Strip. Banarabi King of the Strip. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that's. I'm very keen for that. Um, we've got Wheelboys sending one of their reps up to come to the event with me. 
Awesome. So that'd be awesome. Handing out some merch and uh, some flyers and shit, hopefully. Talk to some people. Just, you know, getting the name out there. Because over the last couple of years, um, a lot of the dealerships have been, I don't know. The way dealership like wheel, like tire and wheel dealerships work is they like, they have preferred suppliers. Yeah. Um, and wheel boys isn't down with the bullshit to become a preferred supplier for them. They'd rather just sell the wheels themselves. Yeah. So that's why you'll hear a lot of people still ask, do they still even make SAVs? And the answer is yes, they do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we're working on just making the brand what it was before because yep. it's a fucking awesome brand. Um, and Wheelboys themselves own three different brands, including um, Allied, Boss, and I think it's Street Performance Wheels or something like that. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so that's what we're going to be sort of, yeah. you know, working with uh, for King of the Strip. And yeah, so we'll have our little Piss Bus Industries um, VIP area set up and. Beautiful. Um, yeah. I've got one of my mates from Yapoon that also happens to run some sabs. He'll be there just also repping the wheels. So Perfect. <laughs> it should be a good time. No, I think yeah, we've, we've sort of hinted a little bit. We, we're going to try and start getting like a you know, gazebo and stuff for each other and getting some merch done so yeah. we can have it at shows or events and meets. Like, you know, give it away. Like I, I, took, I put 20 stickers on my windshield the other night at the um, distillery and I had two left. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Don't know where they've gone, but hey, I'm I'm happy that someone's hopefully getting good use out of them. Put them on their fridge at home or something like that. But no, I want to start doing that. Yeah, I've, both um, of us. Yeah, I've ordered so that uh, TMD vinyl that's done my last batch of stickers. I ordered a hundred piss bus stickers for him, a hundred mm. gym time stickers, Perfect. and twenty window banners for King of the Strip. Awesome. Are you selling them or giving them away? Yeah. Um. The gym time ones I give away, but the other ones I sell. Yeah, oh, there you go. Because gym, yeah, gym time to me isn't really. It's that's more just like a joke with the boys and anyone who fucking knows about it. And yeah, yeah if someone walks up to me and goes gym time, they've got a beer in their hand. I'm giving them a sticker. And you fucking hear, heard it here first. Oh, so there you go. Anyone who's listening to this, if you walk up to me at King of the Strip and you say gym time, even if you don't have a beer in your hand because you're not allowed to have beers in the pits, um, I will give you a sticker. Yeah. Um. So yeah. There you go. Sadly, we don't have any stomach coolers yet, but we'll work on that. Yeah, well, I think – I haven't really mentioned it yet, but I've been talking to the boys at the branding yard seen down in Gold Coast that handle all the Explore Life stuff. I think they're going yep. to get us sorted out pretty well. He's – they're very switched on. Perfect. So, That's great. Yeah. No, we, it's, it's probably – I'm not probably going to have mine done before Fink, but once I get back from Fink, we're hooking into it very hard and getting everything yeah. dialed. Website and everything. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, boy. Just something to get our name out there. Like, I don't know exactly how we're going to do designs on shirts and everything yet, but we'll get it sorted. Yeah, I feel like we'll we should just set up like um, two basic ones. So one for my brand, one for yours, and probably one for the combined brand, like um, yeah, for the podcast or whatever. Yeah, definitely. And then we could do like limited edition ones from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I want to do like, we're probably a bit late to it this year, but, you know, do Piss Bus King of the Strip and go 2023. Yeah. Like if, if you bought. Yeah, I would have loved to do that, but yeah. Yeah, like imagine having, let's say 50 shirts at the event. If you bought one of those shirts and we're going to, it's a limited run. You do, you do 50 of them, that's it. 
if he comes to us in a year or two's yeah. time, we're going to go, holy shit, this guy's an OG. Like some people that still have yeah. my Morton Island sticker, it was the first sticker I sort of made of my ute. And I still see some yep. people with that sticker going around and they send it to me. Like I took a heap of them up Cape York last year and people still send me photos of them. Like we're coming back into Cape York yeah. season again. So people are going to start sending them through again. It's just, yeah, little Hell things yeah. like that. So, mm. Yeah, definitely. Good to see. But yeah. Um, <coughs> other words, I've just seen a video before of Dave Casey's little Suzuki. Yeah. That thing's looking cool. They've got it. I think they've got it, it running is. again. So, sounds yeah, right. sounds loud. It is loud. I'm pretty keen to see that thing go down the strip, eh? Yeah. Uh, Should and, be very interesting. Yeah, and oh, the boys, I'm spewing. The boys sent me an invite to go up to King of the Strip this year, and I'm devastated. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm devastated. What the hell? Yeah, but... What did you actually leave to go to, I think? Well, you know that changed because I, well, I'm not sure if I've, mention it yet but i've got that other trip before i had to think that sort of changed me plans a little bit yeah so i've got a trip that i'm filming an episode with a few boys and i might have to double check before i actually say anything about it online but yeah doing Can a you trip tell me what region that is uh kenilworth imble oh okay so what well, so is it before the second it is it finishes on the second, and then the third we leave. Oh, so get me out. You could go from there to fucking King of the Strip, and from King of the Strip on the fourth to Fink. Yes? Yes. Is King of the Strip the third or the fourth? The third, my boy. Ooh, all right. We might be able to make this happen. Surely. Surely. Because, I mean, what, it's about five, four or five hours? Yeah, it's doable. And then... So then that's Saturday morning. It's a Friday, isn't it? So that's Saturday. Saturday. Is it? I think Saturday, Sunday, that gives me the chance to drive out to Fink and Alice then. All right. This, yeah, might, this might be doable. We could do this. Do it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll have to check in with the boys the actual dates of this trip because I'm pretty sure it was like the 30th to the 2nd. So we're spending that a few works. days out there. So good. So we're doing test and tune on the 2nd and then we'll set up our. Um, site and all that bullshit yeah. and then we'll camp overnight and then the event is on the third so we'll do the event um and then camp that night and then the fourth i'll be back in my apartment um but yeah that Good. would work awesome that'd be cool hells yeah. yeah oh what's stopping you coming out to think then <laughs> i've worked the next week wednesday oh shit yeah yeah, well, that's gonna be. Otherwise, hard. like I would send the work unit out to be honest. Yeah, drive up, drive back. But that just wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, quick trip. I'll just take the piss bus for a run out to Fink then. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you just have to fill up every fucking fifty k's. No, no, I'll trailer it out there, but then I can just do pre-running. Yeah, just whatever. Fucking nose it into a fucking sandbag. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, bit of fun. <laughs> Oh. oh, you are actually the only other person who's driven that thing, so I know. fucking whatever. I'm proud of it too. <laughs> yeah, you should be. Yeah. Other than Sam holding it on two-step. Yeah, it spits flames. So That yeah. was kind of interesting. It was bloody cool. It copped it. I don't know how. <laughs> oh, it, did. it was so funny because I drove it to Brisbane the next day. I was like, your D-Max couldn't do this. <laughs> no. 
I wouldn't want to do it to my Land Cruiser. Man, it's an LS. They yeah, it love it sometimes. 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 Until you send a valve and a piston. It's, yeah. <laughs> when, when valves and pistons have sex, it's no good. No. Then yeah. it doesn't love it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, oh. fun fact. When your valve and your piston um, make love, they don't produce another LS. They produce a... Carnage. Fucked LS. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, and... It's a lot of sads. Yeah. Yeah. No, rough times. How, how long do you reckon that mode is going to last until we have to build the next one? Right. So here's what we're going with here. Um, this motor is a sketchy fucking motor. And by that, I mean it was run with a turbo, apparently, actually, uh, on Octane Booster. Mm. It was gunked up when I got it. And it had been sitting in a shed for like two years. Yeah, um, right. So I just, you know, gave the brake cleaner treatment through a set of heads that I had that had been sitting on a workbench outside my workshop for a year. I go to the dogs, all right, clean the surfaces, threw some gaskets on that I had sitting in the workshop, all right, slapped together with some ARP head bolts. That's the fucking most important, like the most expensive part I put into it. Yeah. Um, threw a hog-ass cam into it and a heavy-duty timing chain because I'm a bit sus about timing chains. Mm. Um, and just basically rattled it together and I was like, all right, I just need this motor to last for Rocky Nats. Um, it lasted and it kept lasting and it's still lasting. Still so here's what we're going with. Motors that you think are going to blow up and you don't give a fuck about, they're the ones who last the longest. And that's what we're going with on this one. Bit of, bit of junkyard so, logic for you. <laughs> yeah. I've got another motor, like a block sitting in the workshop that's ready. I just need to actually put some money together and, pay for cool parts and build it. Um, but that's probably only going to happen if I blow this motor up and then it'll be another rush job. So we'll see how yeah. it goes. Oh, yeah. Build another one up, yeah. maybe a turbo, maybe a supercharger. Who knows? Twin yeah, turbo. That's something we've got to work on. Actually, it'd be cool to... I'll definitely go charge, but something I've got to work up towards. Yeah. Well, Ben from Explore Oz, he's building the twin turbo LS in the Lucifer. Yeah, um... That'd be cool. That's cool and everything. But you... you cut out. Can you hear me? Yeah, got you now. Yeah, no. I just you can't run twin turbos when you have big shocks coming through the engine bay and shit. It just doesn't work very well. Oh, Not yeah. enough room. I, I wonder so. what he's putting in it because he'll probably stick with, I'm assuming, like an 80 series suspension, I'm guessing. Might have to talk to Ben about uh, that and see what he's doing with his build. So. He, had, he had some pretty insane ideas. I'm fucking really keen to see it happen. Hey, I haven't seen anyone put Tesla seats in a four-wheel drive yet. No, that's also, <laughs> you know what, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I've seen Tesla wheel cubs on a 79. That was yeah. something Ooh. I hope I've never seen. Someone posted that up the other day and I fucking had a really good laugh at that. Yeah, um, I got tagged in it. Dude, I yeah. got so much hate for that. It's like my fucking car. Yeah. I was like, I, I I don't hate it, but I don't like it. <laughs> it's just, it was just, yeah, nah, I was it's like, mate, funny shit to look at. I was like, mate, congrats. No one's thought of it. I don't know how no one's thought of it until now, but yeah, something different. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it'd be cool to, uh, going back on the turbo talk for your ute, it'd be cool to make your ute like the Leroy in the States that Cletus McFarlane's got. 
twin turbos, big bullhorns, out the bonnet, like proper sand. I am all for that, but not for my car because um, I hate that, actually. Yeah. New build idea then? I just like, I, I actually fucking hate the idea of throwing twin turbos on an LS in a four wheel drive. I think it's the stupidest fucking thing ever. Um, <laughs> and the reason for that is a supercharger is such a better fucking package. True. It's so much neater. Also, talk. Yeah. But you know what? There's a lot of fucking, uh, you know, experts out there, and I'm just going to probably be said I'm wrong. So, whatever. Yeah, Personal enough. preference. You know, some people are gay, some people are straight. I'm straight. Yeah. <laughs> I'd hope so. <laughs> well, just ask Sam. Yeah, that's true. Ask, ask the partner. <laughs> that's it. Oh. Oh. Man, um, I need to go meet up with my supervisor now because we're going to go test some fucking gas. Yeah, get back okay. to work. <laughs> do, do some work. Oh, yeah, I'm, I've got work to do. <laughs> you got you got to pay I for that you ute. Know. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, awesome, mate. I'll talk to you later anyway. Righto, bro. Thanks for the chat. Easy done. All right, guys. Check All me right. out at the Piss Bus. Go follow him on Instagram at the Piss Bus, double S, double S. Yeah. If you ain't first, you're last, boy. Pretty Catch ya. Much. That's it, mate. All right. Talk to you soon, mate. Hey, Buzz. Bye. All righty. What a bloody legend. He's always got something to say as well. So, no, I think that's going to do us for today, guys. Appreciate everyone jumping on. So, uh, thank you very much, and we will talk to you next time. Yo. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for watching, viewing, subscribing, listening, liking, commenting, all the good stuff that we love to hear. Uh, your feedback's always appreciated. Uh, we're happy to get the call-ins going. It's probably going to be uh, the Hey Big Mac call-ins all the po- Hey Big Mac podcast po- call-ins. It will be in the Instagram and bio descriptions of the videos. So go check that out. Uh, thank you very much, guys, and have a good week. Cheers. Yo. Woo! Rightio, legends. Thank you for watching or listening this episode of the Hey Big Mac podcast. We really hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. Um, look, it'd be a massive favor if you could go and leave us a um, thumbs up, a like, comment, Go follow us on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, wherever you listen to us. Um, rate us five stars. We really appreciate it, guys. Look, last thing before we sign off, if you ever see us in public at an event, guys, make sure you come up and say good day. Most of the time we've got stickers or something with us. So we really appreciate it, guys. Thank you for supporting us with this journey of the podcast. Um, it's something new in the industry, but we really love doing it and we really love the feedback. So Thank you, legends. And if there's someone you want to see on this podcast, make sure you send it to them and make sure you send them to us. Thank you for now. We'll see you next week.